Yeah, so 2021 is going to be the year of the hookup. No, it's Hook the it up, year baby. of... And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How are you doing today? Thank you so much for listening, and I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to episode 86 of the Chris and Christine Show. Do-do-do-do! Fantastic! Thank you. Another fantastic week that we are here together, Chris. Did you make it through another week? I sure did. It is Saturday. It is glorious. The weather turned it around. You know, this weather, it's been kind of crazy lately because it's like it can't decide whether or not it's like super cold and gloomy or it's 100 degrees like it was yesterday. Yeah. It's like me when I go shopping. It's like, do I want shorts or do I want pants? I don't know. I'll just get like capris. It's really throwing a big wrench in my whole wardrobe uh, outfits for the day. It really is. Like, do I wear flip-flops or do I wear a snow jacket? I don't know. Well, what did you end up doing? Well, today I put shorts and a flip-flops. And yesterday, too. Oh, my goodness. We had to actually pump on the air conditioner because it was roasty. For the first time all 2021, right? I think it was. Yeah, Yeah, we actually turned on the air conditioning. It's like... How do I turn this thing on? It's been a while since I used this thing. Yeah, when we went out to go to the post office yesterday on my lunch break and grabbed some lunch, what temperature do you remember your truck saying? Oh, it was 100 degrees. And and do you remember the very first thing I said before we walked into the post office? What? I said, there's two places on earth I love going to. (laughs) Where was it? The post office and the DMV. (laughs) It was super quick at the post office, though. I just had to buy you a bunch of stamps. Right, you went to one of those vendor machines. They, uh, but do they print the stamps yeah. right there, or mm-hmm. or do they just spit out ones they already have? In no, the they print them right there. But it kind of takes away. I like going to the counter, and then they like lay out all of their different kinds for you, and you can get like cutesy stamps when you go through the little machine and it prints it. They're just flags, and I was like looking for something a little bit nicer for my graduation announcements. But first world problems, right? So these are all for your graduation announcements, yes. not the actual graduation invites to come to the ceremony. Because I can't invite anybody to the ceremony except bad. for my two people. So I got announcements which tell everybody that I am graduating. Congratulations. Thank you, you know, sir. You should already know that because you probably posted that everywhere, right? Kind of. But still, there's something special to having the graduation announcement from USC with like the metallic foiling on it and the photo of Tommy Trojan and the the Doheny Library and saying my name and with highest honors and yeah. So what else other exciting fun news happened this week for you, baby? Um, well, I got my graduation. Um, it's called a stole, but it's like a... Um, you stole what? <laughs> it's called a graduation stole, but it's like a personalized sash and it has my name on it and all of my honors and... Um, it's beautiful. My parents gave me money to buy it for my birthday and it's special. It's something I never did in my undergrad or my master's. And I'm really excited. All of my honors medals came in for my honors societies and my honor cords. And now I have my sash. And then I went out shopping for the first time in forever and found myself a beautiful dress to wear under my gown so that I feel all dolled up and new shoes 
And then today I went out and got my nails and toes done with Ooh, one of my girlfriends. Wee. Yeah. Get your nails did, baby. I know. And so I hope that they last nicely until my graduation in two weeks. But if not, then I'll just go get a little cleanup done before we leave. And for they look LA. great. They look great, Thank by you. the way. They're they USC are, colors. They're bright, bright on. red and like gold. Gold and they're sparkly and <laughs> glitterly and they look fabulous. It's I like love. it only happens I, once. I won't get my nails done too now. <laughs> so jealous. Well it only happens once and I've worked really hard for this and the old Christine would like excuse away like oh don't do that don't do that don't don't splurge on yourself and then I have to remind myself like what a huge accomplishment this was and that it's okay to make a big deal out of it especially coming out of COVID and some of my friends have been posting all week long that getting your doctorate during COVID with all of the um the stress and the trauma that's been surrounding so many of us is just like a whole different level of accomplishment. It is. You know, I was kind of wondering because you showed me your class ring that you got yeah. from there from uh, graduating. It looks spectacular. It's but on I, right now. I remember when I was in high school, they made a big deal about getting your class ring or getting a class ring. And I'm thinking, it's just a stupid high school ring. Who cares? I mean, this is another level. But the high school ring is like, whatever. You well, know? but for some people, like, that's a big deal, especially if they're the first in their family to have graduated from high school. Why do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a big accomplishment, and especially for people that had, like, their peak moments in high school, like, um, you know, huge accomplishments in sports and things like that. It's a status Oh, symbol. like Al Bundy from Married with Children. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He, he, was, uh, what was he? he uh, scored four touchdowns in a <laughs> single game, and he, he did his, like, he's a... He's a v- VIP, uh, MVP player of the uh, game that year <laughs> in high school, living his glory days. Yeah, but you know, for me, it was like I said, doing all the things for graduation, and so I got. It's called my regalia, so it's my gown and my. It's called a tam, so it's different from a cap and gown. Our tam is like a puffy hat that only you only get when you're a so doctor. It looks like a chef hat, right? Not, not quite. It kind of looks like just the the top of a chef hat like the puffy part right that's what i imagine yeah but not like the long skinny part well yeah you imagine imagine the puffy part so it's like a beret like a beret yeah a beret but the the top you're wearing a pillow yes a beret with a pillow with a little um tassel off of it well fantastic that's great i've seen all of her uh, medals and ribbons and all the robes and the and the uh chokers what that thing's called the the ropes i don't know what they uh oh the cords the cords Look at my honors choker <laughs> because I feel like choking myself for everything I had to do for that, it. That's basically what it is. Yeah. So you have all that stuff. She, uh, Christine took pictures and posted on her uh, social media yeah. about uh, all her whole robe and all that stuff she's got to wear. It's so amazing. Thanks, I, I'm so jealous. Uh, Aw, don't you, be jealous. You've accomplished so much. But, but you're graduating with me. I, I am. I, part of me feels like I'm graduating too. I know. You were on this journey. It is our degree. Like literally. That's what all of us in the program have been saying. Oh, our family. Oh, Families oh, have sacrificed oh. so much. Oh, can I call myself Dr. Chris now? No, that would be a negative. You're Lord Christopher still. Oh, that's right. I am Lord, <laughs> by the way. Kiss the ring. I am Lord <laughs> Christopher in the house. Yeah, you are. Um, but other than that, you got my graduation announcements out this week. Um, got some really great projects up and running at work and uh, finished my last official class and got my last official A of my program and I'm very excited to say that I finished my doctorate with straight A's. Straight A's? Whoa! You know, I could barely get straight A's in high school. I, <laughs> I don't know how you pulled it off in a doctorate. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Really Sparty hard. Pants over here. My I goodness. Know, I know. I know. 
Fantastic. So, and then your parents took me out for dinner last night to celebrate, which was fun. I ended the week on a high note with a daiquiri. Hey, so your last day of class, I got to ask you. Yeah. Was it like in school back in my day, they would just play like a movie? Like no, the- <laughs> we had a, like a reflection activity, but we were not recording the session. So we uh, we all agreed that we were going to do a um, happy hour. Oh, hell, even so, better. Yeah. So everybody brought their own beverage of choice. Like, all through Zoom was. though, right? It, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like done like no, at a place. Right. No. So everybody joined because we're all over the country, all over the world. And everybody joined and I had my USC wine glass and I had a little bottle. Of course you did. Yeah, I had a little bottle of Prosecco that my friend Melissa had given me for my birthday. And so I took my little mini bottle of Prosecco and poured it into my USC wine glass and we all toasted and then... Cheers to us! I know, we all we graduated did. With, with doctorates. We did. And then we just talked about, like, each of us had a few minutes to share how we've grown in the program. And that was really a special time because you got to learn even more about your classmates that you didn't know, like what their motivation was to get in the program. And it was just the best ending. And I think what made it even better is that my professor that I had my last class with is the professor that I had for my first class of the program when I really kind of felt out of place and didn't know if I could be successful. And I like honestly felt like dropping out. She was the one that encouraged me to stick with it. And so having her for my first and last class was just a super special experience. That is amazing. Thanks, babe. I'm so proud of you. Thank so you. hey, speaking Tell of Tell me more. Speaking so you're so proud of me? I'm very proud of you. Aren't you proud of her? We're all proud of you. <laughs> we are all proud of you, baby. But hey, Thank what I was gonna ask you is this. Yes. Is that on your last day when you're all reflecting on the class of the entire project, uh-huh. Did anybody have a crazy story that really kind of like stood? You don't have to mention names, but did anybody have a story that really stood out to you, particularly like you were like, oh, moment? Yeah, there was a really incredible story. There were so many stories, but one of my colleagues that I'm not going to mention by name talked about this journey through the doctoral program and how this individual was told in kindergarten by their teacher, their parents were told by their teacher um, that they shouldn't have any high hopes for them academically, that this their child would probably not be successful. And how this individual decided to uh, really, like really struggled, first of all, with knowing that the teacher said that, but then trying to overcome it and had applied to a doctoral program in 2015 and um, wasn't accepted. And so that kind of fed into the whole imposter syndrome kind of thing. And then um, uh, felt this real, and you know, we're real strong in our faith. So I'm going to talk about that for a second, but felt a real strong calling to go to USC. And so flew down to USC to walk the campus and prayed in the building, the Rossier School of Education, and just like for God to provide a way. And then went back home up into the Bay Area and applied and was accepted. Wow. And has finished the program with a 4.0 GPA and has taught me, this individual has taught me so much and just is a brilliant, brilliant mind. And um, what this individual was sharing is that uh, last week they were going through like old photos and things like that and stumbled across the kindergarten report card with the actual written comments to the parents. No way. Saying that, he uh and sorry i just gave it up as a man uh wouldn't potentially not amount to very much and i mean it, i'm paraphrasing but like saying don't have high they wrote academic. that in the report card yeah because they you know they talk about like kindergarten readiness like saying that like they're struggling academically they and, wrote this kid's a dummy no not not that but it was like a um 
I don't know. It was really negative and. Did you get to see it though? No, no, no. But okay. um, but he was sharing with us the power of like finishing, like getting his dissertation um, finished and uploaded, and then a couple of days later, before his last class, seeing in writing what this individual had tried to speak over him as truth when he was five years old, and how he's tried to live out his life in opposition to that, and how. Um, he's proven so much more. And so that, I mean, everybody was in tears because oh, it's wow. such bet, a powerful yeah. oh, story. T- totally. And it just goes to show like people are going to speak things over your life that are not true. And you have the choice whether or not to believe them. But some of those things can really haunt you for years. And it's really hard to break free from that. Oh, I hear we all have skeletons in our closet and we have things that always weigh us, weigh us down that happened in our past or things people have said about us. If you've yeah. been like in an abusive relationship for right. many years and if someone always belittles you or tells you you're never going to accomplish anything. That becomes the tape in your head that you listen to, right? Oh, it totally does. And, yeah. then, and then you're like, well, this is not going to get any better. That This is as good as it's going to get. And trust me, it's not. Yeah. Well, this individual is, you know, hopefully we'll be able to invite him to actually be a guest on our show because um, he has great expertise in a lot of different areas. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, awesome. I would love to have him on there. But thanks for letting me talk about that a bit, Chris. What's been happening in your week? Well, I dropped another episode on Podtastic Audio. That's Podtastic. It's Podtastic, as we like to say. Hey, uh, so this actually, this episode got a, quite a bit of traction because actually Christine over here gave me the idea and the, insp- what? the inspiration. I was your inspiration? For this episode. So thanks, babe. And it's welcome. been a big hit. Aww. The episode is episode 16, and it is about social media and the Ooh. promotional part of podcasting because... If you think about podcasts, you think we just sit here and turn on the microphones and just chit chat and then we send it off immediately and it's done. That's only uh, part of the, the whole program. Right. Uh, There's all these other elements of it that you're so good at, especially the promoting. Oh, thanks, babe. Because I said I said this, that making a podcast is probably 20% recording and actually doing an episode. Uh-huh. And 80% is like selling the episode and promoting the episode and yeah. posting the episode. It's like all of the stuff that wraps around it. And it's like... Well, especially if you're a new podcaster. Right. Because if you're a new podcaster like us or like, you know, just an independent co- podcaster, you pretty much do everything yourself. You don't have a team or a company behind right. you to do all this stuff. Like the not big, yet. Like the big guys. Yeah, not yet. Like the big guys will have a big company. They'll have like 20, 30 employees and a corporation that does uh-huh. everything for you. The marketing, the social media. Right, right, I mean, right. when you do everything yourself, it takes a lot of work. It's a mm-hmm. lot of work to run all this stuff. And uh, so my episode is basically about all the tips and tricks that we use on this show to promote it on the uh, social media train. And by we mean you mean you because well, you do I inc- but I 99% you. of it. And I, I you, know, you just said something. Sorry, I'm like stumbling over my words because I'm so excited to say this. It's like brilliant. But I think about podcasting like this. What we're doing right now, the recording of the content is like the heart. Like if you don't have a message, you don't have a podcast. But a heart can't like walk around on its own. You have to have blood pumping in and out of it to like circulate it, which is what I think about like the social media. And then you have to have like the bones and the skin and all of that, which is like the structure and the production. And so while we partner together on the heart of the podcast, you do all of this other stuff on the structure and the lifeblood to keep you know, getting new listeners and um, drawing people in and like hearing feedback to be able to customize that. And so 
I loved that you did that episode this week. Was there anything else that you did with our podcast this week? Well, speaking of that, I'm so glad you asked, baby doll. You're welcome. Because it was a nice segue, huh? I, it was totally. <laughs> because this week, we have actually last week, we are still doing our podcast survey. You can find it on the show notes of this episode, and you can find it on our website, which is www chrisandchristineshow.com and that is Chris and Christine with K's with K's and they <laughs> it will be on the podcast uh, show notes also now the survey is for you to fill out if you like our show and well, it, even if you don't we like your input that is true even if you don't please just fill out the survey and give us your thoughts it's a very quick thir- survey it's maybe takes me two minutes long uh-huh. no it takes four okay maybe four minutes long but if you do fill out the survey and you put your email down and it is a valid email, of course, some way we can contact you, right. you may be in the drawing to win a $50 gift card from Amazon. Amazon? On us. Why Amazon? Because obviously, because, well, first off, Amazon has this whole thing where it's very easy to send gift cards via email. I don't know about the other places, but I know Amazon and almost everybody that I can think of has either heard of Amazon or they use Amazon or both. Well, and- for those of us that don't know Amazon, like me, I've never ordered something off of Amazon. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Jeff Bezos and I were like this. We're okay. like tight. Okay. So you don't know what Amazon is? It is not the jungle. <laughs> you may think it is. The rainforest. They sell you rainforest uh, leaves on Amazon. Yeah. That's all it is. No. No, Amaz- but why Amazon? Amazon. What's crazy? I was thinking about this today. Amazon was one of the first, I think it's one of the biggest companies Maybe the only company to survive the dot-com bubble burst. No. And if you don't know... It hasn't been around that long. Oh, my goodness. Did you know Amazon first started selling books? And that's... They were oh, they were just a bookstore. Like a Barnes & Noble competitor, huh? Yeah, but they were online. Uh, they got started right when the whole dot-com craze started. Like, the internet first came out. Right. I know kids. There was the internet and fire, and they both got started at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> because that's all the internet is. No, but the internet, uh, right around the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, probably late 90s, I'd say, uh, the internet came out and this whole new like thing that everybody was so excited about. You can do have a store, you could sell products, you could have a company all online virtually way before it's time, really, because now we kind of do that now. Yeah, that's but, cool. But back then, it was a new, brand new thing. So... Um, well, the problem with how the dot-com burst happened was was that venture capitalists were dumping money into these made-up companies that were on the potential of doing well and being very successful. But they physically had no product. They may have had oh, a... Oh, that's weird. They actually had a something-something.com, and then they would get all these investors to invest into it because it was a new hot thing. They thought everything was going online. They thought stores, as we knew it, would be closing, and then everything... Like everything in the world would be on a dot com, right? On the internet. Well, it kind of is now. Surfing the world. We're, we're talking the 90s, though. Oh, okay. So everybody dumped tons and tons of money into these companies. And these little startup companies would get tons of cash. And what do you do when you're a 22-year-old kid living at home and got dumped $10 million in your lap? Um, Go to fire festival <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly you go to you go to festivals and parties and boats and when it comes to pay up and the investor's like where is your product you said you had 
uh, you know, boats and cars and stuff got it's in the invisible. way. It's invisible. It's on the internet. <laughs> it's on the, it's on the internet. Cool, you <laughs> can check like, it. In. That's like that app you told me about that was like the most expensive app that came out in the app store when iPhones first came out. Oh, and it was the, like a photo of diamond. That's right. The diamond <laughs> app or the jewel app. It, it, it was called I Am Rich. And I kid you not. The app, no. the app was called I Am Rich. And you download. It's a $1,000 app. And all it was a picture of a, of a fake diamond on, weird. on your screen. It was just to show everybody you had money. <laughs> That's what it was. But Amazon was one of those companies companies that started up during that whole dot-com boom. And they actually survived on the other side. But they started doing other things than just books and CDs. What's and it? now they do everything. Now, yeah, now they Who pretty runs much... runs the world? Amazon. We run this mother. <laughs> pretty much. That's like Amazon theme song. When you, when you clock into work, they play that in the background. <laughs> Because <laughs> you clock in. But that's why we chose Amazon. Amazon makes it super easy to send a gift card. And most people, if not all people, have used Amazon at one point in their life. And if you haven't, you can check us out on Amazon Podcast because we are on Amazon we Podcast. We are? Too. Check that out. Yes, we are. Well, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for hooking us up. <laughs> Appreciate that. And we can hook you up, too, if you fill out our survey. Yes. We will hook you up. Well, we if you put your name in well, the Well, you'll hop- be entered into the random drawing. Correct. But when you say random, if you like to leave a very nice, kind words about our show, <laughs> you just may be sliding no, towards the uh, no, to the winner no, circle. No, we will be using a random selector, a random generator. But if you do say nice things, we, you know, <laughs> you might get picked. We, no, Chris, <laughs> come on now. We want honest feedback. But uh, anything else happening with you this week, Chris? Oh, gosh, work. It is Saturday, my favorite day of the week. Oh, gosh. You know. Mine is Sunday. I, I, wish, I wish every day was Saturday, really. My favorite day is Sunday, though. Oh, really? Why Sunday? Because you've been home already for a day and got out of your work week funk and we kind of wake up at a normal time and go to church and do family stuff and the podcast has already been recorded and released for the week. So then it's like freedom. Freedom. I love it so much. Yeah. But anything else happening with you this week? Oh, a and that's pretty much it, really. Just the survey and uh, oh, oh, speaking of surveys, I almost forgot. Okay, the survey it's gonna run. This is the last week of the survey, so if you want to get your name entered into the drawing, you have until this week. We are closing the survey on Sunday, May 9th, two thousand twenty-one. Aww. Which is Mother's Day. Mother's so, Day. So on Mother's Day, that'll be the end, the cutoff. I got to cut it off at some point because we're getting so much data coming through here. And poor Christine over there, she's our data analyst. <laughs> she has to go filter through all the data yeah. and figure it all out. Well, we're, I don't mind. Mi- millions of people have written in so far, and we're trying to <laughs> go through it all. And we're going to spend so much time figuring this stuff out. So yeah. we don't know when. It's easy for me, though. Oh, good for you, then. But I don't know when we're going to announce the winner as soon as uh, Christine goes through all the data yeah after and, it uh, closes we should within uh two weeks after be able to announce the winner yeah fantastic and then we'll email you if you're chosen as a winner we will send you an email and we'll say hey you won are you cool yeah i'm cool and then we'll, we got to make sure you're a real person right because somebody could put in a fake email address and we're not we're not sending a gift card to uh you know joe blow joe blow at uh, gmail <laughs> <laughs> or whoever that is now joe blow joe blow is waiting for his gift card <laughs> You're too much. Well, thanks so much, Chris, for sharing about your week. And this week, we're mixing it up yet again. We don't have a VIP guest, but it is going to be dedicated to you and me and the relationships in our lives. Right, Chris? Ooh, fantastic. We'll get into that 
right after this. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue Glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. You know, homeschooling, uh, working from home, uh, remote stuff, stuff like that. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for the digital age and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids glasses. Click on the link in our show notes for an exclusive discount. This is a sign you've been waiting for. To invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters and we know you will feel the difference. Hey, welcome back everybody. And today for we since we don't have a guest this week, we are going to dive into relationships and what makes your relationship and way experts say you can build a stronger relationship going into 2021. Well, Chris, why do you think it's important in 2021 for us to focus on relationships? Well, this comes live from the interweb, and it says here, it says we've all experienced how hard it can be to physically be separated from our loved ones. I guess they're talking about maybe COVID and the lockdowns and being sheltered in place. Oh, yeah. Assuming people actually followed those rules, but I saw a lot of people didn't really follow those rules, so um, whatever, whatever with that. So it just says basically that you can uh, try to build a stronger relationship. And um, there's some ways that you can walk into 2021 stronger with relationships across the board, not just with love. We're talking like friendships and family and all that good stuff, too. Oh, well, see, that makes more sense because I thought it was talking about like sparking your love life now that we're over COVID. Like, okay, everybody, herd immunity, get vaccinated and hook up. There you go. No. Party time. No, but it's talking about like all relationships, right? Right. I think I think the problem was with 2020, the way, it, I mean, I mean, it's all going based on what it should have happened. Right. I, I don't know. But how- so many people were isolated. Yeah, I think at the beginning. But I think a lot of people really said, screw that about four months into that. They probably no. were like, yeah, I'm over it. No, I think it was like seven or eight months in. But regardless, people were by themselves a lot, and and I bet making it make, making it going on a date was probably near impossible. I mean, I know you do the Zoom dates, and back when my single days, I didn't do have Zoom, and I'm so lucky you guys have Zoom. But <laughs> back my days, you had to make a phone call, and I don't know if I had Facetime back then. When I yeah, the Facetime was around. But I mean, so many people that don't live near their family probably weren't traveling as much, and so I could see that there's a need to like reconnect and try and figure out how to almost make up for lost time right yeah so 2021 is going to be the year of the hookup no it's hook the it year up, baby. of reconnection that's what i meant hook no up. hookups hookup culture that's bad well, no, we're hey, talking hey, about you, reconnecting. you read it how you want i'm saying you can hook it's up the, with so- no it's the year of reconnection and building deep and lasting relationships 
Yes, but you should always be building deep and relaxing uh, relationships. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Well, oh, tell yeah. us about your article oh. that you found, Chris, because you are the you are the leader of this episode. So oh. let's hear it. Okay. Well, thanks, baby, and thank you so much for listening today. So, like, perk up here. I got some words of wisdom here. All so, right, I'm listening. <laughs> all right, this teach comes, me a wise one. <laughs> this comes, I just call you Yoda. Oh, thank you. This comes directly from the interweb, which is true, and it is, it is supposed to be true. <laughs> true sources. <laughs> From the interweb. All right. So what's your first thing that we need to do to build our relationship? To build a relationship, the first thing you want to do is take time to self-reflect. Okay. But if I'm building a relationship with someone else, then why do I need to focus on myself? Because we're always at war with ourselves. Always. You know? Really? So Yeah. Which, if you don't love yourself, it's hard to really love somebody else. So you really... It starts with the core. Fix you. It's like you're on the airplane and you got the little mask and it pops down. They tell you to put the mask on yourself first. Then help out somebody else. Yeah, that makes sense. Like really starting to reflect on what it is or how it is that being distanced from others impacted you, um, how you can show yourself more compassion and grace and love. I could see that. Yeah. Is that something that you do very often, Chris? Uh, sure. I always self-reflect. I'm always thinking about myself. But is it positive self-talk or negative self-talk? I both. I think I'm critical about myself a lot because I always strive to be better. Okay, but is that showing yourself love or is that showing yourself criticism and tough love? Um, no, I don't think of it. It's not any of those. Then what is it? It's Chris's love. It was a Chris does. It. <laughs> is that that Chris says, Chris. Don't talk in third person. That's weird. <laughs> so Chris says to Chris, <laughs> do it better next time. And but good that's job. Not love. Or I also, you know, when I do make things, especially for the podcast, I say that is spectacular, fantastic yes. job. I'm talking to myself all the time and I'm saying that is great. Or that lo- that show artwork you just made. That looks great, Chris. Good job. Like today I made something. I said, yeah. check this out. Yeah. And but you-, you said, check this out instead of like, but I think this is talking about like self-reflecting, like being at peace with yourself. So do you do that? Do you spend time like self-reflecting and figuring out how to like really be proud of who you are and how far you've come and like really pump yourself up? You know, ask me that on a Friday at five <laughs> o'clock because that's, or, or closing time. That's when I'm basically the most excited to get out of here. <laughs> and I'm really in a good mood is when you ask me those questions. On Monday, drag it in. No, not so much. Well, I think what it's saying here when it's talking about like taking time to self-reflect is that when you are fulfilled internally, then that will flow over into any of your other relationships. And it's that whole concept like in a dating world where they say like, don't go out looking for someone to complete you, complete yourself first. And I think about that. But I think about that in friendships and in family relationships too, is if you're constantly searching for someone else to fulfill you and you're not satisfied in who you are, then it might create strain on your relationships no matter if you are reconnecting, right? Absolutely. Well, that was a really good one. What else did you so find? So moving on, we got, this says, listen in a new way. Did it mean listen in general? Like actually listen? Is that, is that what you're trying to tell me something? Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> why, are, why are you uh, assuming the worst of me right Ah, now? well. I'm not giving well, you any looks. Okay. What does it mean by listen in a new way? Well, they have an example here. It says in marriages, the spouses will assume they know what their partner is about to say so they stop listening after they start the sentence. Okay, I am so guilty of that. See? I'm so See? sorry. I am so sorry, Chris. Sometimes you'll like tell me the fifth, like the same story for the fifth time. And I'm like, I've already heard this, Chris. <laughs> I don't need to hear this. You can just stop telling me. I know how this is going to end. And what you've been getting mad at me lately. You're like, well, but what did I, you say? Do you remember what you said? Uh, I never get mad at you, baby. What <laughs> <you> <laughs> 
okay, can I can I say what yeah, you said? Yeah, please go right like, ahead. How do you know what I'm going to say? I didn't actually say it. And I was like, but I've heard that story before. Well, what if I was going to tell you new details? You just have to listen. I don't ever tell you to stop talking. That is true. But I, I, do. I, I am an angel. That's true. Ugh. Sometimes it is hard to listen in a new way if you've heard the same thing over and over again. So give me some tips. How can I be better? Okay. So it says here for 2021, consider adopting the mindset of learning about them. Who knew? And discovering who they are and how they think. Well, but you're my husband. So don't I know enough about you? You would think so. It should say that on the marriage certificate somewhere. <laughs> I get someone the certified fine Chris mind reader, <laughs> <laughs> or or a certified certified uh, wife mind reader too. Oh yeah, or women expert mind yeah. reader. I, but it, this does make sense. Like you know, this gets to this old thing of um, making assumptions about people and what they're thinking and what they're believing. It's like jumping to clu- to, to conclusions. But I heard this one um, this one little quote one time. It says, "If you make if you assume." something about someone else you make an a word out of you and me because i know right (laughs) yeah so i guess it does really have value here where i shouldn't assume that i already know what you're gonna say because then it also makes you feel like i'm not listening to you and i'm sorry well that's okay baby hey speaking of listening yes um you know you should do is also ask better questions i should because that's how you listen better when you ask better questions. Is that another option on of, your list? Of course it is, baby. It says questions are the way we show others we're curious, we're engaged, and we want more. And as a result, we'll act as glue in that relationship. Okay, but I have a question about this. I'm sorry to be negative Nancy today. No. But when it's saying ask better questions, does it talk about the tone in which you should ask those questions? You know, I would think that. I believe I might have a little segment on that coming up later. Okay. Stay tuned. Well, because my question is, like, I ask questions from a point of natural curiosity. Um, There's another individual that I have a relationship with who may or may not be in the studio with me. That asks questions very aggressively. <laughs> There's no such thing <laughs> as an aggressive question. Lies. <laughs> lies. You're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What? I don't. <laughs> That's what well, I hear well, all the time. <laughs> hey, speaking of saying that, it says here, instead of using, uh, replace the what with the why or how. Okay. So instead of um, what happened, you could say. Why might you assume that that might have happened, darling? <laughs> I don't know why. You're like from England or something from the 1700s. <laughs> Should I fetch you a pail of water? <laughs> why shalt thou have a pail of water? Why are we Shakespeare all of a sudden? <laughs> My goodness. And but Romeo. Asking, but asking better questions, I see how that could be. One of the things that I really do love is to ask questions. And I like it when you ask me questions because I feel like you're taking an interest in me. And I think even outside of romantic relationships, especially when you're connecting with a friend and you're not just like, I call it like an exchange type of conversation where it's like, I did this. Oh, I did this. I did this. It's like ping pong versus like, so going deeper. And my friend, my friend Fabi and I, we have this conversation like we don't like shallow conversations. We like to go deep in our conversations and like dig into like the meaning and the feelings. And I think like sometimes... It's just too exhausting for people, maybe because they're too busy to like go deeper in their relationships. But this is saying, ask better questions. Go deeper. Yeah, it says, try asking like, what was that like? Or 
what is the best possible thing that could have imagined happening? Oh, I like those. It's kind of like it, it, you ask a question in a way that you get a nice little story, a backstory, and it goes deeper, like you said. So it's not a simple yes or no question. It's also how they say you should really conduct interviews if you're doing interviews uh-huh. for, say, a show or even mm-hmm. even if you're – especially like a first date, I would say, really. Mm-hmm. If you're on a first date – and because uh, you can have the worst person of all time, they'd be like so boring, mm-hmm. and they could give you like the word word answers like, uh, "Where'd you go to school? Uh, state." Oh, great! Was it good? Yeah. Instead of, um, you could say still though, what did uh, where did you go to school? And then the person would answer, "What? Uh, why did you decide to choose that specific school?" And then somebody could like tell you a story, and um, wow, how did that? Da, 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 da. And you go deeper, and you build on the questions, and. I think that that's the same, like you said, in interviews, whether it's for the podcast or in job interviews, too. Like, sometimes they'll say, uh, what made you decide that you wanted to pursue this position? And you're like, uh, the money versus <laughs> why do you think you're the best qualified candidate for this job? And it's like, I get that. That's right. a better question. Perfect. I love that. Awesome. I like this list. Oh, fantastic. What well, you got next for me, babe? Next is bigot of work. It says here. Now, this one is a rule that uh, they're turning on its head, and they're saying, now, do mix business with personal. Ooh. Ah, uh, I think there's a certain level of mixing business and personal. Well, the reason why they're saying that, I think, because the year 2020, a lot of people like yourself were working from home, right. and you're on the Zoom train, and everybody saw your living room, and they saw your kids in the background, yeah. they saw your pictures on the wall, and they saw what's going on in your life behind you. So you'd be like, oh, hey, how's your kids doing? What's their names? Oh, hi, Susie. How you doing? What grade are you in? You know, and things like that. So they got more personal with that. So it did kind of mix things up. You know? Yeah, I think it's only certain people, though. Like for me, because I do work virtually, uh, there's only certain people that I like to have in my world. And so sometimes I'll put a virtual background on because I'll tell you this story. One time I was on a Zoom meeting with like senior level leaders and, at my organization and one of the assistant superintendents and we were talking and um, he said to me, you know, he's talking. He's like, I'm trying to listen to you, but I'm, what I'm really trying to figure out is um, have you actually gone on your family vacation yet? And I was like, What? <laughs> well, I was in Ezekiel's room and his whiteboard had the countdown to family road trip oh, on behind me. Wow, the picture in the and shot. And I was trying to like present and be seen as like professional and he was looking at what was behind me. And so I think there's a boundary like It could be worse. It, he had like dirty underwear hanging from the whiteboard. Or right. Like I mean, that. it could have been. I'm always super careful about that, but one of the things is I really try to maintain like personal professional boundaries and I only let certain people in my circle. Does that sound bad? No, not really. I like, mean, I choose who to mix the business and personal with. You know, when I was, uh, gosh, because I, when I, they say never dip your pen in company ink. Oh, tell me what that means. It I've means never heard that. Basically, don't date your coworker. <laughs> Have you broken that rule? Oh, yeah. When I was working as a parts delivery driver for Napa, Uh-oh, Napa Auto Parts. Story back, time. I know. Uh, I was, uh, they would always send the new recruits through me to train them and stuff. And there'd be a couple pretty girls that come through there. And I would train them and uh, maybe go on a date or two after <laughs> afterwards. But I did this one girl, and I don't mention her name, but she looked like uh, Pamela Anderson back in the day, back in her prime. Okay. But not not like the, you know. Yes. But, but like <laughs> He's the, <laughs> motioning to me physical characteristics. <laughs> All right. Keep going. But more like in her facial features. Yeah, so I had, had that mm-hmm. cute kind of facial, like in her facial features, mm-hmm. really, what she looked like. 
and uh, so we dated for a little bit or whatever but um yeah you know but she worked i trained her she worked worked there and stuff so i've done that and actually my boss warned me about it he says like you know what you shouldn't be doing that because the company but it's okay to do what you want to do but if things go south because they usually always do um you know it could be difficult to work together mm-hmm. should i practice asking you better questions right now and go deeper into the story or shall we keep you going can please go right, <laughs> you can go right ahead I, no you why know. don't you hit me with what's next on your list okay next we got here now this one's a little curious because i don't really understand it christine's have to explain this one it says plant a garden like an actual garden garden oh wait no a metaphorical garden okay let me let me take a crack at this and this is as it relates to going building stronger relationships yeah like how would you build a relationship i guess if you're farmers it makes sense right well okay so let's think about this when you go out to plant a garden first thing that you've got to do is you got to prepare the soil right so you've got to like get the rocks out and like that speaks to the first part of this where it's like get out the rocks that are in the way and like get the, the soil ready it's like me saying i'm ready for new friendship um let's clear up any of the old rocky trauma and then going out and planting the seeds of friendship. So going out and um, like making genuine connections with people and like trying to build deep roots to those. Because one of the things when I first moved to San Diego, I had no friends and I just started socializing a lot. And so I, I had this huge group of like acquaintances. But what I really craved is like best, best friends locally because my best friend lives far away. And so I was trying to like throw all the seeds out there and trying to get like friends going. But because I had so many people that I was connecting with, it was all surface level. And so it just always felt like I didn't have time for everyone and plants ended up dying. So if we think about it like a garden, it's like choosing carefully what you want to plant and then tending to it, giving it plant food, giving it water and sunlight and helping it to grow so that it has deep roots. So if you have to step away for a little bit for whatever reason, like for me with school and COVID, that plant is still there to you know, produce love and joy for you. And I would say I have some really, really great friends locally that um, when I went to school, I was actually talking about this with somebody, um, one of my very close friends just the other day is when I went into school three years ago, I didn't know COVID was going to happen. And I had what I thought were good friendships, um, a bunch of them, but I have like maybe five or six really close friends that are still left because the rest of them, they got tired of asking me to go out and me not being able to because I had homework or because I had Zeke for the weekend or whatever. And even though I had been trying to water and plant, that plant didn't want to grow there. And so then I had to focus on the ones that did want to grow. And when it comes to being married, it says when you get married, I know this happens, is that you start stop making quite an effort and you stop watering the uh, seeds so much. And as they say not to do that, keep doing it, you know? Yeah, I could see how that happens, especially with COVID, with people being in survival mode for so long. And there's still so many families struggling with uh, job insecurity, home insecurity, financial insecurity, all of the things. But in the midst of it, I've heard that the divorce rate and the separation rate was skyrocketing. And Part of that could be because you're together so much. And stress has got to be through the roof. Right. But you're together so much that you feel like isn't being together enough. But it's about the quality of the time together and taking that time to actually like pour into the other person and like show kindness and 
um, you know, through all of these things, like asking better questions and all of that stuff. I love it when you do that for me. Oh, no problem, baby. And speaking of being together, you know, one thing people do have when they are together is they do pay attention to the person's body language. <laughs> Because how they can say a question, they can say a bunch of different ways. Like, no, you didn't. And then you point a finger and wag it around. Okay. So this is something that I am super sensitive to. No and way. Like, it's not sensitive like I get angry, but I'll call you out on it every single time. Oh, yes, you will. Oh, yeah. my goodness. What do I do, Chris? Uh, you tell me because there's so many I can't keep. Yeah, <laughs> but what I do, I address it, don't I? Oh, you 100% address it. Like, what is this whole potty? She'll do this whole <laughs> thing. She'll point her finger at me and she's like, oh, what is all this? And like, wag her, wave her finger in the air. It's like, what, what is all that? What is all you just did right there? Huh? So stop crossing your arms. Put your arms down. I don't want you sitting right, I don't want you sitting down right no, there. No, I don't sit I, like I want that. you standing up right over there. Oh, that sounds like I'm controlling. No, but I do hold you accountable because you do this thing with body language where um, you'll close yourself off and you'll you'll crisscross your arms and I'll say, like, what's this all about? Like, why are you getting defensive? And you're like, I'm not getting defensive. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, sure, sure, cowboy, you're not. <laughs> what? And well, then like when you're really frustrated or when you just want it to be over, you'll go and like sit on the floor on the carpet or like try like, like a little kid. Or you, or, you, like, or you sit behind me so that I can't actually speak to you. And I say, no, 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 I'm not going to talk to you from behind. And <laughs> I am like a drill sergeant. And it sometimes it might seem gruff. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Hey, sometimes it might seem gruff, but I think that body language can quickly turn an argument sideways. And so I call it out every time. And then you'll say to me, like, are you even paying attention? I'm like, yeah. You're like, but you're on your phone. Or I'll say that to you. That's body language, right? Yeah. So basically, if you want to build a better relationship with your loved one or anyone, uh, work on your body language. And um, you going to say something? Yeah. I was just reading this little clip that it had here and it said... Keep your bodies in parallel to each other when you're talking so that you know you have each other's attention. That's probably why I get so frustrated if you walk behind me because we're not like this. We're not face to face. And that's why I like podcasting in the way that we do right now because we're eye to eye right now. And I build off of your body language. Like I can tell when you're about to like segue into a different topic. And, and Christine actually sits a little higher up than I do <laughs> because she is my queen. So she is <laughs> elevated on her on her stage uh, up here. Although I, see, I did bring my chair down in a level. So we're at like the same height. Kind my chair of. Is just kind elevated. of. See, Christine's actually on the, on the platform of the stage. And I'm down here. You put on me the, on a pedestal in yes, all areas. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm down here in the in the choir. The, choir, the, uh, <laughs> the pit. The pit. The pit. The orchestra pit. The orchestra pit is where I'm at. Yeah. She's up there on the stage. Center center spotlight. Yeah. Right on Christine. Yeah. So. Okay. If you want to build a better relationship, you need to start relationships, and that is start your networking. And what we're talking about is networking, not having people you already know, but make new friends, something we really haven't done in a long time because we're so, like, uh, I guess, connected with ourselves and our um, tight little circles of people, I would, I would think. Although I think that our circles have gotten a little bit, like, fragmented. And so I was wondering, kind of related to this, where it's saying start networking, what if it's like reconnecting with people that you've been out of touch with? And that leads Ooh. me to a very important question in the context of marriage, which is one that we were just discussing last night is, is it okay once you're married after COVID to reconnect with friends of the opposite sex? Ah, now like I'm, I, like, go ahead, sorry. I'm okay, but you say it cannot be with somebody you had a relationship with. Right. Yeah, like in the past, like like, a, like you had a crush on, 
Oh, no, you didn't. Okay. I, I said that if you had a fling for them, like a thing no, for them. Wait, a thing for them or a thing with them? No, a thing I think for them. A, I think it's a Because you have hots for everybody. Well, everybody has, everybody has a hots for me. No. That's what it is. I'm just, wow. I'm, I'm Narcissism just, is strong with this one. <laughs> I'm just sharing the love. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love you, baby, what, by the way. Thank you. But no, it really, Oh, no, I was talking to the listener, by the way. Oh. <laughs> brat no but really when we talk about networking um this is something that can get people into difficult situations and sticky situations if they don't talk about it with their partner is as you're going out and meeting new people is making sure that you're clearly communicating with the person that you are in a relationship with what the boundaries are like is it okay for chris to have female friends that he hangs out with and talks to that i'm not included in is it okay for me to have guy friends and i've always heard that that's like danger will robinson like don't go down that pathway it, it can get very you can it can i mean not to say it would i'm just saying that i can see where it can be ugly yeah i mean and it's never intended to be that way but it never starts that way it really you know it, you know what kind of remi- it, but, it reminds me of that ahead. stupid stupid movie with matthew mcconaughey the wedding planner have you seen it uh, the wedding planner. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey's not it. Oh, yes, the wedding planner. Yes, with Jennifer Lopez. Right, right. She's the wedding planner. He's getting married, but and, she and- fell for him first because she met him alone, and then he didn't ever tell her he was engaged. It's a different what a story. Dirt, what a dirt bag. Totally. I know it's different if it's like so. He's hanging out with her, right? Like not away from his new to be wife, new wife, right? Which, Soon to be wife. So it's essentially it's kind of the same scenario, no, right? No, it's he's different. Ha- he's hanging out with a friend quote unquote right and and then they end up hooking up or something no he ends up falling in love with her and well it's the same thing then. kind of but yes i i could see how there's betrayal in that and you know it makes for a cute movie but it's a, that's interesting all the cutesy kind of movies have some element of deception in them which i don't like so that's why we're talking about this is when you go to network um first of all are you currently in a relationship? What are the boundaries and how can you respect those while still building up your friendship circle? And so if your partner has insecurities around you networking with the opposite sex because they're concerned about it escalating into something um, that could get you down a line of jeopardizing or your relationship. You could you could just have lunch dates. I think that's one thing I noticed when I was on the dating prowl. I heard is one thing is that if you're dating on the dating apps, making d- date really uh, set it, you know, going on a dates and stuff. That if you schedule a lunch date, the chances of something happening are like a zero or you know maybe a one. But still, you shouldn't a, be ha- you shouldn't be having quote unquote lunch dates with the opposite sex. And I'm saying that is that if you're going to meet the opposite sex and you're in a relationship with somebody, I would feel more comfortable meeting somebody during the day on a lunch day versus say, "Hey, we're going to go to the bar at 10 p.m. and I may be home tomorrow." You oh, know? yeah, I could see how that's dicey, but I think that when we talk about this networking and getting back out there, um Definitely being very clear on what those boundaries are. I think that it's something that we don't often surface, but Chris and I are hypersensitive to being like very open with each other and having conversations about when something makes us uncomfortable. And so like I wanted to hang out with a guy friend that I had before we got married. And so we talked about inviting that person over for dinner with us together. And then we could all become friends. And I think that that's a perfectly acceptable way to socialize. Fantastic. Also, it says here, the next thing I got here, it says, be thoughtful. 
Okay, so tell me more on what it says about being thoughtful. Well, we just basically discussed that a minute ago about being thoughtful about what your other partner has feelings towards you going and hanging out with an opposite sex person. Yeah, so then I think that that comes down to honesty, right? Oh, always be honest with your partner. Always, always tell them what you're doing and be honest with them and stuff. Unless the only time I can say you can hide something from your spouse is if you're buying them a present. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. And so I think that the honesty comes with vulnerability where it's like you need to be honest with them and that might present something that's uncomfortable for you, like talking about that openly of how do I feel about XYZ person socializing with you alone would make me vulnerable to say I have insecurities that I might think because of my past that you might make a decision that would betray me. And knowing that that isn't you, but being vulnerable enough to vocalize that, I think it does something different in a relationship and not just a love relationship, but even friendships. Like if you're sharing from a genuine place, the things that you're struggling with and not just making it like a happy-go-lucky kind of friendship. All surface level and kind of like a bunch of like crap. You know, I think if you go deeper, like say, yeah, I'm really struggling this one thing and that um, and the person might think, oh, you know what? I went with something like that very similar to that. Right. And let me tell you my story. Let me share you. Let me share with you what I went through, my problem, my experience I had with that or something similar to yeah. that. And you can kind of share, bounce off each other and really have a moment, a really deep connection that right. you can help grow. And this is what this whole list is all about. It's about having friendships and growing new relationships. Yeah, it goes back to the garden concept is you can't have a really strong plant without a strong root system. And the way that you build a strong root system is by breaking through the soil and getting below the surface. And so I think that as we're looking at coming out of 2021, one of the things that we all have in common is that surviving through 2020, we had a lot of pain and anxiety and trauma and uncertainty. And that trauma can unite people. And so being able to be honest and talking about what you've went through and bonding with others and not forgetting what we lost for over a year and how important connections are to us to get back to, right? Oh, that sounds great. Speaking of making connections, when you do finally connect with somebody and you do get to hang out and do stuff, it's always good to get your little smartphone out there and make some memories. Oh, like taking pictures? Absolutely. What about other memories? Well, there's other things you can make. I mean, physically. do things together, right? That's how you would do things, obviously. Get together, do something. And then you take pictures and you post them all over social media for the whole world to enjoy. Oh, gosh. You totally just reminded me. When I took our nieces out to go paint ceramics, I forgot to pick those up. And we were making memories. I hope they didn't give them away. Oh, worst auntie ever. Oh, look at you. I know. You're on the naughty list. I know. Oh, my gosh. So make memories and then remember to pick them up from the store after. If they're physical items that <laughs> yeah. you painted or whatever. But I would say, like, once you're with somebody, like, even if they're uh, a podcaster like we are. Right. And you can have an audio memory of you guys hanging out, having a Aww. physical, like, like we're doing this every every week. We do this podcast and we talk and we have these recordings saved on the computer yes. until the computer dies. And yeah. I figured that out. But um, for the meantime, they're being saved and they're audio memories. And we don't do a lot of video memories, but people do video on their phones and their GoPros and all that cool stuff, too. And I used to take a lot of memories of the kids when they were little. Lots of GoPro video and lots of video. I was all about the GoPros when they kind of first came yeah. out. No, I mean, I got a couple of new ones, but uh, I don't use them as much as I used to. I mean, I use those things every day. And you know what? I was looking back at all of the photos that I have of us together and the videos. I was watching them the other night, and I just was thinking about how much I love the fact that you document everything. And even just when we were um, coming out of COVID and like 
um, recent trips and things like that that we've done and adventures. Those are memories that we'll keep for a lifetime. I always like to make sure that I bring a camera or two or three or four when I go to any place on vacation or any place like that, that I want to make a memory of this. And I right. will look back and even on my Google Photos, because I have a Google Photos account and it saves up. And once in a while, it'll pull up like, hey, check this day out 10 years ago. This is what mm-hmm. you got. And it's like these pictures like, oh, yeah, look <laughs> at little Jacob. He's like a baby. Yeah. You know, things like that. Just totally. need, It's neat to look at those things. And if you don't have the photos of them or you don't save them or back them up, they're basically in your head. And my memory is not great. So. <laughs> That's true. So document them somewhere. Uh, that was a great one. Do you have anything left on your little article that you'd like for us to chat about? Okay. Very last but not least, it says here, you know what we should probably do, babe? What? Like this what? podcast and like everything we have to do, we have to schedule time together and also, more importantly, schedule time apart. More importantly, <laughs> apart. booger. More importantly. Um, and I think that this relates to not just romantic relationships, but one of the things that um, I do is with my close circle of girlfriends is we schedule time together. And especially now that I'm out of school, uh, like this morning, I just got back from having time apart from you, but having time together with one of my girlfriends, we went and got nails done and had brunch. And then um, having a couple of friends over, two girlfriends over for Cinco de Mayo. And we're just going to you know, hang out around the fire pit and eat tacos and drink margaritas. And we're all vaccinated. So we're you know, it, feeling really good about that. Um, but I think that it, you're right, that it is helpful to have time apart. Like uh, last weekend when you took the boys out to the littles out to Belmont Park. And I told you I wanted to stay home so that you guys could have boy time and I could have rest time. You came back and I was so, so happy to just be home and on the weekend and the boys were so happy to have time alone with you. Oh, well, they also are very happy to go to Belmont Park. And if you don't know what Belmont Park is, it is the beachside amusement park uh, right there in Bel- Mission Beach in San Diego. Right. And they've got this old roller coaster. It's called the Giant Dipper. And it is the one of the oldest roller coasters in the world, at least in the country. Right. Uh, I think it opened in like 19-oh-something. Okay. Anyways. Nerdy they, now. They took them there, and it was so busy. I swear, COVID is like, I mean, ain't no COVID. It's kind of on the downslide, but they are so busy there right now. So many people are down there, and it's it's great. But we do that, and I think we said keeping things apart from each other. It's also, if you've been together so long with COVID, imagine right. you've been in the same house. Both of you are were working from home or whether you lost your job, if it was a food industry or something like that, and you're both were out of work during that entire time with the kids and everything there cooped up in the house. Right. I would want some alone time. Yeah, I could see that just for sanity's sake. And I think that anytime you can get a breath away where you're not just having to do something else like go grocery shopping or anything, but if you can get time away to like go sit and read a book, go even just being in the backyard. I remember in the middle of COVID, Chris. I was going nuts when we had all of the kids here. And I said, just keep them inside of the house. I'm going to sit outside by myself in the quiet for like 15 minutes. And, you know, doing that is really important because we have all been through a lot and we're still all going through a lot. And so giving each other time to be able to kind of refresh and actually get some rest because I don't know how rested people are after all of this last 14 months. Um, But just 
to be able to show up as our best forms of ourselves is really important. Especially for the other person. When you're building a relationship with somebody else, yeah. it's really wise to kind of have that balance of together and not so much together. And I think it also goes with dating too. Like, right. like yeah. if you're always with that person like all the time, it can kind of be too much sometimes, but also it can go the other direction if you're right. like doing a long distance thing yeah. where you're always apart. It's kind of weird. Like I've done a few long distance relationships, but it's weird when you finally do get together after being apart for so long. It right. feels kind of awkward. Like uh, yeah. you have to like relearn each other right. all over again. And that was like when we were dating in the beginning and I would only see you several times a week, like mostly on the weekend. It was like we were apart and I would miss you so much during the week. And then I'd get my fill of you during the weekend. We kind of had this good rhythm. And then we went to like being together all the time, which was brand new for us because I was working from home. And then we got married. So we're like, you know. <laughs> and then we're together forever. But we've had to learn that um, how to give each other space. And so like when you're doing podtastic and I stay out of the room and you do your own thing or if I go out with girlfriends, part of that is for me and part of that is for you too. Right. It sure is. I love putting I've, you first by going and getting my nails done. I, I'll take one for the team on that one. Oh, yeah. I know. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you okay now? Yeah. You know what? I am. You're you going to live? I'm, I might have to do it again in two weeks because I think you're going to need some more like alone time in two weeks. Mm, okay. <laughs> sure. Why not? You know. But this has been really helpful, Chris. I've really liked talking about this because it helps me to have better perspective on not just our relationship, but um building a stronger relationship with my family and with my circle of friends that have stuck by me through everything and i i just think that this was really helpful thanks for finding it honey hey no problem and thank you for listening sticking with us to the very end of the episode and if you want to know more about us like i said you always can go to our website which is www.chrisandchristineshow.com and that's chris and christine with k's and you will find the survey link to the survey right there on the website but it's also in the show notes please fill out the survey you have one more week to be entered in the drawing to win that amazing amazon gift card for 50 dollars Woohoo! thanks so much for listening and we'll be back here with you next week remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret So love the people who treat you right, forget about the ones who don't, and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward.